0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Lawcast. I'm Chris De and this is Melanie Thorley from MJT Law. Hi. And uh, we're back here in the office. Yeah. We were going to film this this podcast from like Zoom. We were. But we decided best, and we took a gamble that we're going to be off lockdown.
1: Yes, today.
0: By today, (laughs) and we are. Yeah. But um, when I was, you know, when we were in lockdown, Mm. obviously you you have to stay at home, and there's only sort of limited reasons why you could come out of your house. Mm. And I don't know about where, where you live, but my part of the world becomes like ridiculously busy.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Lockdown is, I don't know, people just decide that they want to, everyone starts walking. Like, <laughs> and like dogs who I'm sure have never been walked in their lives <laughs> get walked during lockdown. So I'm kind of walking. To be fair, I was one of these people. Like, <laughs> you not out walking walk. around? So I was walking. I'm around.
1: guessing the unit doesn't face the road. It, it kind of faces somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I'm sort of walking along there. the <laughs> pathways and like it, it's, I'm talking shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> um, and I kind of got to the park and I swear we were in Woodstock because there was less.
1: But I thought parks were shut. Not the,
0: well, not this one. Okay. <laughs> well, either it was and you know, how do you shut a park?
1: Well, I said Yeah.
0: Um, but it was sort of more people to grass ratio. It was a little <laughs> bit out of whack. but. I sort of walked past um, this new. Used to be a convenience store. Mm -hmm. Now I kind of I got very curious and Mm -hmm. like looked through the window and everything and saw. um, Yeah, looked like they were kind of doing a cafe in there.
1: Okay. And I could see the
0: the the, the, like machine. Mm. They're one of these like kind of hip kind of new ones. where They also do beers and stuff. Okay. I'm yeah. not entirely. I have some reservations about that business model, but yeah,
1: a little bit of everything it yeah. works during the morning, works in the afternoon, perhaps.
0: I I don't think it necessarily works, but it had me thinking, and we've definitely spoken this mm. in the past. Is here we are, we're still in COVID. now anyone that says we're not is yeah. yeah clearly, was was I'm not awake for the yeah. last three days. Yeah, but we've certainly spoken about this. Here are some people who obviously. Probably small business owners, mm. and you know they're deciding to you know, spend the capital and, and invest and what have you in this new cafe, taking yeah. the risk and everything. Yeah. And I know we've certainly spoken about this, but in times of trouble, there's kind of two approaches: you either lock down, hunker mm. down for the winter, mm. or you burst out and, yeah. you, and you
1: you find you yeah. make moves. Yeah, yeah.
0: And we kind of take different approaches. I know you're. What, I mean, what's your approach to this? Yeah,
1: well, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm looking at setting up another business. Mm. So I'm doing, I'm doing just that. You're doing what I'm, I'm trying to expand. Um, I don't know why I'm doing it. Like, I certainly don't feel like there's a lot of confidence in the market and so on and so forth. So I'm not sitting there going, oh, I'm going to make a pile of money out mm. of this. I think it's, it, there's never a good time, so there's never a bad time. That's kind of how I feel. But,
0: Go on. But you, I've never heard that saying before.
1: Have you not heard no. it? No. It came up years ago when I was working, um, and I'm a lawyer still, but when I was working in a law firm as, mm. a, as a junior solicitor, and I asked for my I asked for some time off. Mm. And the uh, partner with which I worked under said, oh, look, there's never a good time to ask for time off, Melanie. And it occurred to me that if there was never a good time, <laughs> then surely there's never a bad time.
0: That's, that's actually very true because <laughs> so, if... <laughs> if it's all bad,
1: if it's all bad and it's all good, then it's neither good nor you know. It's, it's
0: just it needs to get done.
1: It just it just has, yeah. Mm. So I just thought you know, why not? If there's never a good time, then there's never a, then there should there never be a bad time.
0: Because there's always something. Yeah, there's always, there's always a something stopping you. It's not there's not a, perfect. Yeah, there's
1: always a reason. Like business owners breathe, live and breathe by the financial year. Oh, I'm not opening my business in September because it's just after the financial year. People think, uh, I'm not going to look, I, I'm never going to find a new job because it's Christmas. Mm. Uh, you know, it's just, the world doesn't work like that. Yeah, there's, there's there are still people looking for employees during Christmas. There are still, you know, it all still happens. happens. So, yeah,
0: if I, it's
1: never a good time, it's never a bad time. Fair
0: enough. And you're taking the road where, you know, the one of the problems is this has been going on for eighteen months. Or so That's now. right.
1: When when do we stop and go? You <laughs>
0: kind of have to. How
1: long do we have a breaths for?
0: But it's got a it's got this weird way of making people conservative.
1: It does. It even, does.
0: Even in areas where it shouldn't. Like my brother was telling me over the weekend, he took his car for a service, and he says usually his mechanic at eight o'clock, you have to wait in line in order because everyone's dropping their car off. And when he went to do it, which was in the middle of the lockdown there was two cars Mm. and he sort of thought why like cars still need to be serviced it's not it's not a (sighs) it's still an essential business and it's a fairly covid safe kind of interaction and
1: people aren't doing it
0: people just aren't doing it for whatever reason yeah they've they've obviously cancelled because maybe you know usually you'd have to
1: maybe it's the same reason for people don't start businesses they think that tomorrow is just a better day
0: I just that's what that's exactly because that car still needs servicing tomorrow,
1: tomorrow's <laughs> tomorrow's a better time i don't know it takes months and months and months and months to get a business started mm. some would say it takes a good year or two
0: From the point at which you decide from
1: from the point from the point you open your doors to really being properly Mm. successful let's set aside all these dot coms and all these people who are amazing over and you know all these cupcake businesses that got really pops and (laughs) now don't no longer exist you know let's set aside yeah Yeah, i'm I'm just i'm just talking about the average business that wants to be around in a decade's time Mm. yeah it'll take a year or two to get to get moving to have a clientele base to to figure out where they sit in the market to kind of I
0: mean, I always say, what's it, like two thirds of business die in the yeah. first two years or something? To, to
1: kind of get a feel for it. So mm. if it's going to take two years, are we going to be in this environment in two years time? No, I want to be out and about. I want to, I want my to be up, ready. Yeah. No. I
0: mean, sometimes I wonder, um, you know, how you just said those businesses who want to be around for 10 years, do you think all businesses are actually thinking about being around in 10 years? Oh, I don't know. Are they, are they even asking themselves that question?
1: I actually don't know. I was talking to my brother yesterday, Mm. and I said to him, "You know, what's your long game here?" And he goes, "Oh, look, I'm just, I'm just thinking short term, perhaps medium term. So we're talking about a year to three years." You can't run a business, like You you certainly can't run a business like that. But uh (laughs) (laughs) sorry, people, (laughs) the the cat was sitting up on
0: on top of the whiteboard. It
1: was. I don't know where he was, but he definitely didn't stay there.
0: <laughs> not very often they take a tumble.
1: Oh, I think he was kind of cleaning himself and then kind of leaned back and leaned off the
0: Oh Schrdinger.
1: Here he is, here
0: yeah. <laughs> Ego absolutely not intact. Coming <laughs> I mean, crawling back.
1: Oh, Schrdinger. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I just wonder how many people um, Oh, so Schrodinger seems fine from her little tum, his little tumble. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I just wonder how many people stop, uh, are just holding their breaths, well, you know, are waiting for something new to happen, for yeah. someone to.
0: Well, if so many people, I just, I think, if so many people are living paycheck to paycheck, there's also clearly a mindset to live, not month. necessarily yeah, month to month, mean. but short-term period by short-term period. And I just think that those same people also yeah. become business owners.
1: Well that's true, but it's it's like every Sparky or every chippy, mm. you know, wants to open their own business and they realise that they completely underquoted. Yeah. And they get screwed and they wanna not do that again, but don't know how to enter the market in a in a in a reasonable or space that mm. people will pay. It's just kind of it's this concept of appetite to pay, um, and it's, it, I don't know, it's like a race to the bottom.
0: because oh, you know? yeah, if everyone's,
1: everyone's working, trying to
0: undercut each other, yeah. you, just, you end up with everyone losing. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, a, it's a race to the bottom. So I think one needs to, I don't, I don't know, I like expansion. I like the idea. I think mm. it takes years for years for a business to really get its feet properly um and i don't anticipate being in this world excuse me what are you doing there stop eating that um you know i don't anticipate this world's going to be the way it is i mean we've had we've had two serious gfc's in my lifetime
0: Mm. Uh,
1: the first one where people were literally jumping out of windows is
0: that a dot com
1: no that was before that was in the 80s so I'm talking about the eighties where we had all these people jumping out of windows oh, okay. cause all the stock market crashed, and mm. that was where all their money was. The dot com crash was a little bit less.
0: of that the nineties?
1: Yeah. And I don't really, it didn't really affect
0: me. Was it not as
1: well, there were lots of dot coms that disappeared, but, but it was like the cupcake businesses. Yeah. Okay. So so dot
0: coms just... weren't big Yeah. So they just kind of
1: went they're... out and went, you know, yeah, came back, and of course but. it created some really amazing businesses. Yeah. Um, The ones that were it's able, Yes, yeah, survived, and ones that were to stick around. But then we had two thousand and nine with, you know, prime sub um, subprime mortgages. Yes, yes, and that,
0: Goldman Sachs. Or yeah, that, Which one was the one that went under.
1: Yeah, I think it was Goldman Sachs. But also there were a bunch of
0: insurance companies.
1: Yeah, and, and like, um, the you know, there was a lot, lot of sort of financial advisory firms that mm. kind of had some troubles there and. Um, you know account, large accounting firms that didn't survive yeah. and you know the subprime mortgage kind of concept. And now we've got this. I mean right. there's always something there.
0: I mean all these are about a decade apart. Yeah
1: they're always something'
0: um, It's kind of
1: yeah, I'm going to be alive for a lot more than tomorrow so well, I assume I am mm. so you know why not keep moving forward? But look I can understand where people are really going look this hunker down let's keep the cash in my pocket because I don't Mm. know whether I'm going to have it tomorrow. Look, that all makes also sense, but But, it's just not me.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it's like a fundamental kind of thing in my, in your, in someone's personality. Yeah. It's like how pragmatic someone is.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not to say I'm not pragmatic, but but I think I'm,
0: it's It's a fight or flight kind of
1: situation. I'm completely comfortable opening a business in this environment, but I'm not expecting my business to take off in the next six months. I don't need it to be super successful mm. the day it opens. I'm not a restaurant that needs a full house for the next two weeks in order to be in order to be successful. Mm. So that's not my business model. I'm not opening a cafe and I need to sell something like that.
0: It's true I mean, and we know that. Yeah. Even if you survive in the first couple of years, most businesses don't make a dollar. No. In the, the
1: yeah. There's no financial net, yeah. the
0: entire net outcome. Yeah. For your P
1: and L doesn't look particularly good.
0: It's like maybe they make a nominal.
1: Yeah. There's a thousand whole, dollar when I first opened something. MJT, there are a lot of people i met who are literally on minimum wage mm-hmm. running their businesses. And you know, for a while there, I was one of them. Of course I was one of them. Um, But nobody talks about it.
0: What do you mean? Well, it's. Because I feel like. I certainly know that.
1: It's the greatest lie in the universe, essentially. Everybody lies about their businesses.
0: It's the talking shop.
1: Yeah, it is. It is just the thing everyone's doing. No one's telling the truth about how buoyant their business is. Which is. which is actually hard because if you want to talk to somebody about how difficult business is because business is hard you you get you're not getting somebody well you very rarely get anybody who says "Shit, i didn't make any money last month in fact i made a loss um and i don't know where my next dollar is going to come from no one's talking like that everyone's pretending it's all fine and that's the weird thing about business it's like the greatest lie
0: everyone's but do you find that makes you feel lonely
1: yeah look it's not it's not great because you've got real business struggles yeah everyone does and you have you don't you 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 want to talk to yeah you want to put money into something and you don't know whether it works for somebody else and you want to kind of bounce ideas off it's it's like you want to use other business owners like google reviews how did how did this advertising go how Mm. did this go you put a lot of money into that, did that make any sense for you? The trouble is that everyone's lying, you know, you just don't get any oh, sense.
0: All your blogs, everything's just a load of rubbish. Yeah, you
1: just, you just don't get any sense of what's real and what isn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and of course you've got lots of salesmen trying to sell you, salespersons trying to sell you stuff, mm. and they're all telling you that their product is the best product. But if you don't get the truth from a business who's using well, that product, yeah. how, how financially viable it was. Did it ruin their business because they spent $60,000 on radio advertising or did they put all their money into billboards or did they do this and did it work? If they're not.
0: Because even, even the kind of objective view on a business. So okay. what others think about a business can be a complete lies. I mean, we've seen firms, which we thought you know they're big yeah you know they've got a lot of areas of practice a lot of authors then they go under yes because
1: because of they, why
0: but uh, it's all the things we don't know
1: it's all the things that we don't know it's
0: all the things and and you can be making 15 million a year but you might be you might be spending 16. that's right and, and it's still a million dollar loss
1: i just yeah, and you are you are on your own. It's why all these advertisements. You know, we you know the banks we're with you every step of the way. We're going to be doing this because actually, are you going
0: to go to your bank? Well, they, when things are trouble, and yeah. do you, what do you think the first? Thing's I'm, going to do? I'm
1: in a financial difficulty. I need a loan. Well, can you afford it? No, you can't. Well, it's going to be yeah. Look, whether or not the banks
0: um, are helping
1: you, they can see the issue. They're mm. telling you you're not alone. We're going to help you because.
0: Because there's lots of people
1: who need help. You're all alone. Yeah, and 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 if you've got someone advertising that they're going to help you out, you're going to call them because some days you just need help. Mm. Look, there are some really amazing things. As a lawyer, um, we belong to the Queensland Law Society. Mm. The Queensland Law Society have an amazing setup when it comes to assisting businesses who are in who are who are in crisis. Mm. And I think, I mean, obviously there, there's a there's a goal there to keep the business at least going properly. So it's not losing dates. So it's not making mistakes. And there's an insurance side of it, but, but the knock on effect is that it actually helps business. Mm. You know, you've got someone to call who might not know more than you, but at least it's a different perspective mm. right? and that's actually really nice. And not every business has that. And yes. I know that the um, industry, uh, commerces are meant yeah, to be that, I just I don't, don't know, know i just don't know whether they are because it's not that my firm's not that space mm. Yeah, you know, i'm not running i'm not running a, a florist and that's where some of those industry um commerces kind of help out mm. um the like the national retail associations and all these kind of spaces but i actually don't know how helpful they are i mean if anybody out there has any mm. idea but i guess the bottom line is yeah i'm out there i'm going to start something
0: you're gonna get get into it
1: yeah i'm gonna gonna
0: oh, okay. I mean, kudos, like well I think.
1: it's it's also none of these things happen overnight i've been thinking about yeah. something for years and now i've decided just to move forward on it and i don't care that we're in the middle of a pandemic well, people mean, still need what i want to give them
0: i mean funny should bring up the last year you said do you remember when when it happened everyone became a uh, an expert in their subprime uh, like, yeah. like knew, No one even knew what that word existed until that, like, yeah. you know. And then everyone had this understanding about how the banks kind of lend to each other and they like buy loans off each other yeah. and what have you. No one knew that before. You, you can't say to me, anyone outside of banking knew that that was going on.
1: Yeah, but when none of us learned anything from it, they had all these banking royal commissions and we've still got trailing commissions. No, nah, It's we've still got, you know, I'd set aside what we know about subprime mortgages and, and how that works. Um, you know, there was all this kind of unsavory behaviors around, um, these, these trailing commissions and trying to get people on board on something, because if you got them on board, you would have mm. this sort of stuff going forward. And there was all this hoo-ha about how, you know, it's going to, you know, these commission, these, uh, Royal commissions were going to change the industry and it was going to make a huge difference. Well, I mean, I don't think it did.
0: I have, um, I've a mate who's in, he works for a bank, one of the big four and he's in there like finance, not, He's in there like finance team, but it's not like lender or anything. Mm. And he was telling me that the fundamental problem with the banks, which will inevitably lead to the exact same problem happening all over again, is they only... Like now with... with people are smart enough to avoid fees and things mm. like that. So they don't make a lot of money from mm. that. They also apparently aren't very good at stealing business from each other. Mm, okay. Like, like
1: yep.
0: people are quite... Um, yep. your, your
1: age, your yeah, you're an INZ, you're you're a bank not, They're not to, very good yeah. at,
0: at and one of the problems is that they don't tend to differentiate that much from mm. between banks. Yeah. But he says that one of the problems is then, how do you grow? Like we can grow with population, Yeah. sure, which yeah. is minimal yeah. in Australia.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so the way they grow is that in order to get more and more money, they need to lend more and more. Yeah if more and more people aren't coming through your door it's the same more or less amount of people coming through your door so they
1: lend to each other
0: no they have to start lending to people who they wouldn't have lent to yesterday right so last year we have a set of guidelines as to who we're going to lend yeah to. yeah we say no to you and right? yes yeah
1: and you've exhausted so, and then, all the
0: yeses yes we we've given yeses to mm. you
1: know,
0: all these people so, okay they are not lend to you. what about next year Couple more people come through the door because of population growth and kind of that sort of, but then that's not enough to kind of grow. So then, I didn't think I didn't like you last year. Your financial position exact same as it was last year. This year, I'm going to I'm going to lend to you. Right. But you're just as risky. Yes. As you were
1: last year, yesterday, or whatever.
0: But just simply by virtue of the fact that I need to grow, I wouldn't lend to you. And then, but that has a kind of building effect. Yeah and a year on year in, it's and in a decades time. Yeah. It, it can only get so far.
1: I think what can't happen here, which does happen in America is you could literally throw your keys through the yeah, door that, that's of a, a bank.
0: situation.
1: And I'm not sure if it's the same now, but certainly mm-hmm. when I lived there, you could literally throw your keys at the door of the bank.
0: Yeah. You can just abandon
1: and, and just walk away which
0: is and crazy. you
1: look at that and go, that's why there were entire suburbs. Indeed. Nobody lived there. Yeah. And you could buy, you know, houses in these subways, but these subways became really dodgy areas.
0: Naturally, if you've got like a 50% vacancy rate, (laughs)
1: um, people are going to move in.
0: (laughs) You're going to have squatters and all sorts of stuff. You're going
1: to get people. Yeah. So uh, I don't, and this is, this is, you know, and and this is a knock on effect, an interesting issue with people who don't have insurance
0: Mm. and live
1: in high risk zones Mm. and wonder, and you know, and, and yes, it's, very sad they don't have insurance their house burns down they've got two children three children a dog their entire livelihood's just gone down with it mm. because they are you know running their own business and and you know the, a fire has taken out their entire livelihood yet they still have to pay the mortgage on that house and you just look at that and go See, I don't like that type of risk. Mm. I, I'm of the view that you know, people who go on holidays, if they can't afford the insurance, then perhaps they should take a cheaper holiday to be able to get that hundred buck a week insurance. Yeah. But people don't do that and people don't do that with their houses.
0: Which is crazy considering it's you a know, hundred times bigger than any other asset they have.
1: Well, shit, if my house burnt down tomorrow and I didn't have insurance. insurance I would still have the loan, but nowhere to live, and no furniture, yep. and no nothing. Mm-hmm. So not only do I have to pay a loan on a piece of land that no longer is viable, but now I've also got to find a new place, new yeah. clothes, and just new to furniture. add
0: a little bit of spice to that. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure most mortgage, um, certainly the one that I signed has a clause that says the default is if you no longer maintain insurance. <laughs> so what is also going to happen on the same time is also the entire amount becomes due and payable within 14 <laughs> days or something. You, you're, you're gone.
1: Yeah, you are.
0: You're bankrupt within 30 days or something, it's... you know, like, because where are you going to come up with?
1: Yeah, that's insane.
0: $300,000 or something
1: this this leads me to the statement paul made last night um if 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 all you have is a hammer then everything looks like a nail and this guy this this came i'm gonna get a bit of a soapbox guys this came up last night because i was looking for a um for someone to help me with the puppy Mm -hmm. because you know i don't know everything i'm not omnipotent um sometimes you just need to talk to someone and uh, i was looking for a trainer for the puppy and I spoke to this woman last night, and she was pleasant enough. And we got onto the subject of crate training. Mm-hmm. And as you know, I don't crate train. Yep. Um, I, I don't crate train for a number of reasons. Primarily, I've got two cats that zoom around the house and do basically, you know, they're, they're good cats, i don't get mm. up to mischief, but they, they have the house to hang out in. Free. And if I put the dog in a crate, there would be unhappiness there, in my view, because the dog would want to be out the mm. same way as the cats are, and there'd just be this conflict between them, and they wouldn't be friends. Whenever the dog got out of the crate, it would want to, uh, you know.
0: Yeah. I, I just don't. It, it would be able to pick out the unfairness yeah, I
1: Yeah, I just don't see how that's going to be a harmonious um, environment. So I've, I've chosen not to crate train. Mm. And uh, for some reason, this is a thing crate training is a thing and if you don't crate train apparently you're not a good person and this doesn't make any sense to me so last night i was talking and i said well look one thing i need is to find a trainer who will work in the environment with which i'm Mm. growing my pets Mm. and uh and they were like okay i said so what i I'm, i'm not crate training and then they get on this kind of soapbox about how good freight training is. Um, and I'm like, okay, but I'm not doing that. And then the next thing I hear is, but you're not setting your pet up for a hundred percent success.
0: What is a hundred? Hang on hundred percent. Success makes no sense in and, pet. World. Well, and, and, what is that? What is that?
1: What does that look like? What does it look like for us as humans? Do we, do we, we want to set our children up for success, but success isn't a hundred percent
0: no because so how
1: do we teach it's
0: impossible <laughs> it's
1: impossible and she's like 100 percent and i'm like okay well can you explain that a bit more and she says well and she gave this example of when your pet is at the vet and needs to go in behind the scenes and be there for the day like ebay was mm. a few weeks ago and how if you don't crate train it it will be completely upset and you know you'll be You'll be, it'll be, you know, terrified the whole time.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm like, okay. And I said to her, "We're talking about perhaps less than one percent of my puppy's life."
0: I should hope not even (laughs) one percent.
1: I mean, I said, "This is talking
0: like, I don't know, possible five days. It's lifetime."
1: And I was, I was like, "This is. We're talking about less than one percent of my puppy's life. Mm. You want me to crate train it? Generally." for something that might arise less than 1% of its life.
0: So this is the saying basically, she is obviously an expert in crate training. Well, and apparently
1: she's, she's an expert in everything, but yes.
0: And she's absolutely trying to move the conversation to no matter what the situation her customer happens to fall in to making if sure or that...
1: you've got a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yeah. And I started looking into this crate training bazao mm. because I don't do it. And my puppy is perfectly happy. Mm. Um, and apparently crate training has been in Australia less than a decade. And apparently it is the only the crates
0: thing... have been around for, you know, 200 it's years. A very, yeah, yeah. Apparently
1: it's a very Americanized concept of crate training and mm. in Europe, some countries have even banned it. It's, it's a lo- unlawful. To put your dog in a crate because True. of the inhumanity of it True. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and i started looking into this and you know like everybody knows you go on google you, you type in something like what's the big deal with crate training or something like that and you're going to get all these different views and uh and and no matter what we feel about peter they had a really interesting view they said crate training is all about the human uh,
0: clearly. <laughs>
1: Why, why are we trying to fool ourselves that it makes the dog happier? <laughs>
0: How could it possibly?
1: Well, this is what this is what people. Even if
0: even if you, even if you, the dog was tolerant of it, right? It's like being tolerant of prison.
1: Yes. you know what
0: I mean? Like, like no one's saying, no one's saying the prison is good for the prisoner. No. It's for the, everyone else who is not the prisoner. Well, you know apparently
1: I mean? crate training started because everyone thought that. As a puppy, if they put it in a confined space, it won't it won't poo in its confined space. And when it takes when you take it out, it'll want to poo outside. And then when you put it in, it won't poo. So it was all about controlling the dog so it didn't do things you didn't want it to do outside the home. Now, for those of you who don't know, I have a very large house. Mm. Um, it's and it's brand new.
0: And there was a whole debacle
1: about that. Oh yeah, let's just set that aside. Um, and people like. If you don't crate train, your dog is going to destroy your house because they get into everything. You know, they, they chew everything, they, they pull everything apart and, and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, well, okay. So what we did is we got like this largest cage when she was very young mm. and popped her in it when we went out.
0: Is that supposed to be the, the crate?
1: Well, I don't like, know. I just wanted to confine yeah. her so she wouldn't zoom around the house and eat everything because mm. I was my first dog. Then we realised that she didn't chew up her bed. She didn't try to... Cuz in
0: the stuff that's within...
1: Inside the, the space. She oh. didn't eat it. She didn't get into mischief. She wasn't pulling it all apart. So we just kind of let her out one day. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. She didn't chew on the cords. She, uh, <laughs> she yeah. didn't get into anything. And, <laughs> and I was like, that's that.
0: How much of this do you think is luck? Like all of this, like all the training and stuff, how much of it do you think is just actually just like dogs, either they're personal or just they're naturally sponges like humans are and they just kind of know not to do things?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, there are dogs out there who get up to serious mischief mm, and but, I, I wonder if they're bored or Mm. you know they've got anxiety because they don't like being left alone or whatever but my dog will be left alone quite happily like we go out in the middle of the day Mm. and the cats are there the dog's there they're running around they're completely free Mm. um and the dog just does its own thing we know this because we've got videos Mm. you know movie you know we've got the ring stuff all through our house i don't know i i got this book recently called zen dog from some kiwi dog trainer and he doesn't crate any of his dogs
0: no well you wouldn't in New Zealand when you've got you know a beautiful wilderness around you
1: well maybe that's the thing maybe people crate because they don't want their dogs out in their tiny little apartments I actually don't know the answer to this
0: but I see I don't understand how crate training would
1: improve the situation well how would it
0: transmit to anything other than the crate I <laughs> Okay, let's say less than one percent of the
1: time they're in a case. Yeah, let's
0: say you you have a situation where you transport your dog all the time. For whatever reason Mm. that's the I get it then, because the dog's gonna be in a crate a lot, right? But if that's not the case, which for almost everyone would be the case, I, I don't see how that would I suppose translate into them being a good dog generally.
1: I don't know. I actually don't know. But the other thing she said to me is, because when she said, you know, you've got to set your dog up for a hundred percent success and you must crate train. Mm. And I was like, and I said to her, it's a little bit judgy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is a bit. <laughs> she was
1: like, I said, what you're saying is by not crate training my dog, I'm not setting it up for success. Isn't that a bit judgy? <laughs> What she, said she, she says no, it wasn't, and she gave me this example of the less than one percent. One example, um, which my dog's not going to be happy at the vet anyway. Like, That's a good point
0: because <laughs> obviously something's wrong. It's,
1: it's, <laughs> it's going to be sick. It's going to be drugged up. It's going to have an operation. It's going it's to it's, be all
0: these things. It's,
1: it's not going to be happy anyway. <laughs> I'm not sure how great training is going to improve mm. that anyway. And I just said, isn't that a bit judgy? And she used this one percent thing. And this is where it came where where Paul said, well, look, if all you've got is a hammer.
0: It's a good saying. Like I mean, we, as lawyers, have to think about this all the time. Is you, you can kind of give give a scenario, like a fake scenario, to a hundred different lawyers, all who work in different areas of law. Um, at some point, everyone becomes generally specialists at one yes. area. Yeah,
1: get good at something.
0: They'll find that problem within that scenario. That's right. But then someone who works in a completely different area will, will find a completely different That's problem. Right within that same scenario, but miss what I got. Yeah. And, and that kind of, it's one of the problems is you, cause you need to make sure you're not having the, the blinkers. On. That's
1: right. And we also, we, we see the issue. We think we know what the solution is and we want to tell them what that solution is, but mm. it might not work for that business yeah. either. And you just go, well, let's think of some other ways it can work. And that's, that's actually our job. Then she said something mm. that I'm going to be a little bit controversial here, people. So you switch off now if you don't like controversy. <laughs> you
0: should just be a <laughs> just yeah,
1: yeah. going yeah. to after phone for those who are listening. She said to me, you need to find somebody who is qualified and trained because it's a completely unregulated space, dog training. And I just yeah. thought, well, hang on, if it's unregulated, how can you become qualified? That's exactly <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> it's just I feel like, and this is where the controversy comes into it. It's like cry practice. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a completely unregulated space. Anybody can become a cryopracter. Yes. I understand that lots of chiropractors out there believe that third, it is a science as well as an art and so on and so forth. But I can take a course in Cryopractory overnight and become a cryopracter. The same thing with, I mean, what makes her particularly more qualified because then she's taken a couple of weird courses. dog courses in something
0: she's had a dog since she was a kid and
1: so. she's had a dog forever i've been doing this she said i've been doing this for two decades
0: well i mean you certainly know this but uh i think i am 25 to going on 65 um because i am a massive skeptic on everything <laughs> um anyone that is not anyone that is not like a properly trained you know you know if i'm going to get a sparky they have to have done all the the proper stuff then I'll respect them. Anyone short of that? nah. No. And when it comes to health, you know, I've often people, oh, I'm going to the chiropractor and then they'll come back and they'll say, oh,
1: I feel great.
0: Oh, he told me I need to, I've got low iron. <laughs> How did he figure that? How did he, hang on, he was, he was, I don't know, cracking your back or whatever and what, heebie-jeebie, you've got low iron. heebie like, <laughs> You know, like, this is like witchcraft. I, I went to
1: someone once who told me he said stick out your tongue
0: mm-hmm. and i'm like bah. Mm-hmm. he
1: goes you should stop eating that's hot." Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says you should stop eating hot chocolates
0: <laughs> What? what? <laughs> it's like, was it the sugar was it the hot was it
1: the milk? <laughs> <laughs> like hot chocolates were the evil i i was having i was i was having pain you know somewhere in my body because i was drinking hot chocolate
0: no, that's the type of stuff that they come up with <laughs> just- um or you know I, I've, you know, you know real you're going to get the example. hate
1: mail too Chris. oh I know, I
0: know. <laughs> you think that's bad some of the weekend told me that they went to see a psychic
1: oh uh, I love it
0: and you what do you reckon I thought about that
1: Well, you so, you th- did, you, did you hold your tongue Chris
0: no no I, could, I, I thought about it for a while about not making a million jokes because yep. it's completely bad uh, but I did not hold my tongue and you know, you know ooh you've got you know, a line of things. Oh, you're gonna, you know, die in 50 days. But, you know, because <laughs> that makes total sense to me.
1: You know what the great thing about these psychics are? Because my my sister was a tarot card reader, as you can yeah. imagine, um, and uh, but she was excellent at reading people. Like she could figure people out by asking a few random questions. So she twister, wasn't reading the cards. No, 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 no. She was reading the person. She could, if she had, you know not being a difficult human being mm. like she was yeah she would have made a bloody fortune because she could literally sell ice eskimos because she would she would convince those eskimos they needed it i
0: suppose it, but th- that's like what magicians do like they don't it's, to it's do a confidence magic
1: thing. like
0: yeah.
1: really really good salesmen really are just confident sellers mm. they sell confidence
0: yeah, so you the dream or whatever but you just like they came back and they're like, oh. You know. Were
1: they were they gonna find love?
0: You know they were gonna oh they're gonna reconcile with their family or something. And I thought yeah, but who? That's so broad. Like everyone yeah. has a family. Oh
1: problem, yes, yeah. Right?
0: So just say to someone that they're gonna reconcile, they'll then confirm it that's in right. their mind. That's right.
1: Confirmation bias it's happens. Confirmation it bias is.
0: at its worst. It is. It
1: is. It is. And
0: I kind of made the joke that you know they're, they're gonna talk to a dead <laughs> relative and they I, go. Start, i'm getting it i'm getting a you're getting a, <laughs> beginning, beginning with an a or or, or b b and you b, didn't have C, a you didn't have C, the glass
1: of wine thrown at you D at this
0: point. E F G <laughs> H. and you wouldn't have to get through to me honestly it's confirmation wise because if you were to
1: because you get you get the you, even if it's a mild reaction these people are very good at it yeah you know even if it's an eyebrow raise or something twitched, they will pick up on it it is very very clever
0: yeah and then it kind of went to the whole it was and I said so this was yesterday does this guy truly believe his business is is essential (laughs) he shouldn't have been going there in the first place like (laughs) on earth can you imagine one of the exposure sites being (laughs) the tarot card reader I don't know what he calls himself whatever (laughs) that is the mystic or whatever (laughs) He did a few tarot card readings, which weren't COVID safe, or, oh and yeah. Ooh. <laughs> well,
1: the tarot cards themselves, you know, pass on um, COVID. I actually got I I got fully vaccinated yesterday, yes. um, which I'm super excited about. Feeling great, by the way, everyone. Never didn't feel ill whatsoever for either of my um, jabs. And uh, I was I was at I was at Kiburin and uh, they got this mass vaccination centre and there were these people there waiting who hadn't booked which is completely fine for kippa Ring. you just mm. go in there and stand in a different line and, yeah. and wait and the guy came out at, um at eight o'clock in the morning and said to people right if you all you know we're not giving away we're not giving away and we're, we're not jagging people with um walk-ins with Pfizer today we're only doing astra mm. and everyone left <laughs>
0: and what sort of demographics are they? Uh,
1: Roughly. Yeah, well, there was a family there with, you know, sort of t- looked like they were older teenagers. There was, you know, a couple, a few couples there, probably in their thirties, maybe forties. And I was just like, well, if you're ready to get vaccinated, why don't you just get on with it? I just don't understand what you're waiting for. You're waiting for, and I just, and I just, it came up last week where someone told me that the vaccinations don't work anyway. Mm. And I'm sure it's
0: a ludicrous.
1: Well, I, well, you know me. I'm I'm, I'm one of these people to go. I don't believe that at all. But then I'll go. Well, let's let's look at the evidence because maybe they're right. But I'm not going to just mm. believe it. And um, I got Pfizer. and I don't know if this is going to make sure that we never get on podcast ever again. But I got Shadow Pfizer. Or- I got Pfizer because that was the one they were giving me. I wasn't asking for it. It just I turned up and they said, you're getting Pfizer today. And I'm like, okay, let's get Pfizer. The cool thing about Pfizer though, is you get the next one within three weeks, Yeah, so twelve, which is amazing mm. by the way, because my husband's got the other one and he has to wait longer than mm. me. And, uh, and I looked at that and like Pfizer apparently is like more than 90% effective in a lab yeah. and more than 70 to 80% effective yeah, you
0: know, in,
1: and, in, in, yeah. the, in the great big wide world what's going on schrodinger come on then no um you're gonna come up and uh it's just a lot of hooey there's this concept where i was told it doesn't protect you anyway well it does yeah and even if you do get it you don't get it with the same severity severity. and and some of those long-term side effects or whatever you want to call it, injuries
0: mm.
1: are <laughs> really grim. Well
0: the one that scares me the most is is the lack of taste. And I don't know about you, I really oh, like food. Taste. Um, and um I'm not I'd be I'd be
1: devastated. Really, I think it'd be really devastated.
0: Really, I'd be really devastated if I if I kind of lost the ability to enjoy food.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with because,
0: that. I mean without taste food is nothing.
1: I I, I ride my mm. bike into work every day. I wouldn't like there's some people can't even get upstairs anymore. Mm. I just look at that and go, why oh, wouldn't you want to be jabbed just just for that side effect alone? Let alone we're none of us are going to be able to travel ever again if we don't.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean you got to I don't think there is any utility, unfortunately, in you know promoting the utilitarian. No, nature. no. But people actually don't give do a shit about. No, what,
1: what's time. in it for them?
0: It's what's in it for them. Yeah. I mean, I personally believe if you want to get um, the higher intake, is to just
1: make it compulsory. Well. Or you know. tell everybody that they can't they can't cross the border into New South Wales without it. That I sort mean, of I, thing.
0: I think you first try the carrot, but I don't think the carrot has to be sophisticated. Okay. I don't think I don't think people are sophisticated. So I think it can be as simple as this. You're
1: gonna get a lot of hate mail for that one, you know.
0: Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Just as simple as here's a hundred bucks.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Get hundred bucks voucher. I don't know. You can, sp- that way, you know, because you know, as a government, you give a hundred, some hundred, they're going to spend the hundred dollars. They
1: did that in America, and it was very successful.
0: It doesn't need to be good. It doesn't need to be sophisticated. Yeah. It just needs to anything. People will do anything for a hundred dollars.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, and, and just yeah. like that, you probably get another ten percent.
1: Yeah. Of people
0: who wouldn't have got it, but will now get it.
1: Well, look, I know. I don't know all those people, I don't, I haven't met a single person who's been um, vaccinated who got sick, no. but I do know there are people out there who claim that they got sick mm-hmm. while they were being vaccinated. And I know that that's a side effect. And when I sat there for my second jab, the, the, the lovely nurse said to me, did you feel sick last time? And I'm like, Nah And she goes, well, some people have been feeling sick the second time around. And that makes no sense to me. No. No things at all. Nah,
0: this is just confirmation. But
1: somebody. I'm just like, okay, uh, fine. I'm. She goes, here's a piece of paper if you want to read about. It. I'm like, okay. And I'm just like, this is a vaccination. And then someone said to me, you know, you're gonna have to get vaccinated like every year. I'm like, okay. We do that for the flu. <laughs> Why is this an issue?
0: <laughs> we got our flu jam, like, there's, there's plenty of countries that
1: it. have more lurgies than us who get vaccinated for other things. All the time. All the time. <laughs> I'm like, how is this a problem? But yeah. again, it's this kind of concept of, all oh, you've got is a, ham- a hammer, everything looks like a nail.
0: Yeah, if you just don't, it's you easy just to don't say like no. it, you just find yeah. reasons. Yes. But I just, <laughs> like, it, it, it costs nothing for us, firstly. But I wonder how many people, I wonder if Wednesdays are the most busy day for for Pfizer vaccines.
1: Because you, everyone hates Wednesdays.
0: No, because I reckon you could probably get away with two days of sick.
1: Ah, so, yes, get away with, yes. You know, yeah.
0: Yes. As in, oh, I'm feeling a little bit dowie, or you know, a bit off. And of course, well, my, my, people my, are gonna, my, my arms oh, a bit sore. Yeah, people are gonna. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Challenge that? You know, go see a doctor.
1: Yeah, oh, it's a a tray. This is a tray.
0: So you know, make it into a big nice five day weekend. I mean, we know, we know people who have done this. <laughs> you know, who have taking five days off after for, or they're feeling a little bit ill. Well,
1: I'm sure these people are feeling very sick, Chris. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're right. I think maybe Wednesday's the day, but you're going to be getting your jab soon, right? When, yes. When's yours come
0: up? like three weeks. Right. Um, and the bizarre thing about it is I remember when you told me to go register, because I hadn't registered because everywhere it says under 40 is unable.
1: Yeah. wait. You know, yeah. You, it'll Wait till you're told. Year. Wait till you someone tells we're in, you. you. Know,
0: we're in tier whatever. I don't yeah. even know what tier. I think everyone's
1: like. waiting for a text message to say go and register.
0: But there was nothing stopping no. And In fact, I got a, I got the booking like within a week. Yeah. Like, and it, I mean, I I'm sure I'm probably going to get the Pfizer one. Um, but yeah. So why why are we? Is, why I don't are we know. Trying to keep it on the low key, like.
1: I I think there's a lot of people out there who don't realize it. They're eligible they can at least put their name on the list mm. and then see what happens next because i was talking to Nera and she didn't realize
0: well i didn't know until you told me
1: yeah i was just like get your name on there because why not put yourself on the list mm. i actually don't know i think it's... there's probably been a l- i mean you can go to your doctor and speak to your doctor about that but there's a lot of surgeries who say don't talk to us about it because we don't have any information on it mm. You, you can't get the jabs from every medical no. facility. I, yeah. I actually don't know. I mean, like everyone's going on about how well or not well, but look at the very early days. At the very least, the media were completely against it, and now they're oh. completely for it. I mean, how duplicitous is that?
0: Oh, I mean, you can certainly see why the the uh, utilitarian um, regimes in the world don't get these. That's
1: these what Paul said last night.
0: <laughs> Because they were starting from A. Anyone beginning with an A in their name. Get in boom.
1: there. That's it. You're doing it. You're
0: doing it. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, you're, that you're right. fine.
0: You know, stuff like that. Or and you reckon they, you know, you reckon they, their media would be talking about blood clots No, as they'd be telling them, "You don't, you dare uh, report yeah. that."
1: That's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, there's there there are challenges with each space, but I, I just. I see a duplicity in the media that I have not enjoyed when it comes to this sort of thing. I I do know what they're like, but if we're asking our community to have more of a civic interest in this, Mm. then just publishing something that... I know the media are there to sell.
0: They're sensationalists. Yes.
1: They have to be because that sells, right? But surely the media in these situations play a more important part about providing information than that is than it is to sell that information
0: yeah they but, just wouldn't i don't think they're shareholders or their board no i think you're
1: right you're absolutely right but there is a duplicity there you i probably, have not appreciate
0: it. i mean we have the the i don't think it's called the telecommunications act and stuff and there are a heap of things that the government can force them media to do i wonder if that
1: yeah um, i mean there's all these rules around election time
0: mm-hmm.
1: so anyway look I guess the bottom line is yes i was very unhappy with this lady last night i spoke to when when it came to the 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 cage because i don't like it and i don't see why i have to teach my dog to be in a cage for it to be happy a less than one percent of its life and i was looking actually Mm. um at this because you know me i I get quite involved in these Mm. things and i was looking at where caging came from they call it crating, but it's, 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 it's literally a cage. Yeah. You
0: Crate and a cage, are the exact same thing. It's,
1: it's, it's a cage. Yeah. So I was looking at where caging came from and apparently back in the seventies, there was a research piece of research done by an American who started with the premise that dogs and wolves, pet dogs, mm. domestic dogs mm. and wolves were the same. Mm. And,
0: Besides the fact that they are, well, they've evolved so much that they can, they're different species, but
1: well, there was this premise same. that they were the same and wolves like to den. And mm. apparently that means that dogs also like to den, but mm. that started with, I believe the a false premise mm. and no one's ever, everyone says that it's a false premise. Everyone knows it's a false premise, but. They haven't stopped the caging, even though it's based on that. That's the only basis I can see from caging, where it comes from. Apart from that, everyone's saying it's a great thing.
0: But also... Confirmation bias. Also, I mean, we know wolves are territorial, but their den... Like, you know how there's, like, one pack of wolves in the entire Yellowstone National Park? like
1: Their den's a large space.
0: They're, they're you know, they're they're hundreds of kilometres. Yeah. So, again, how does fitting it within a in a box translate to
1: but not just, you know what, their territory
0: normally is you know
1: not just a the box they reckon that the 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 cage or the crate for a domestic dog should be only big enough for it to stand up and turn around in.
0: Yeah, you know, i don't know if i buy into this whole thing i mean <laughs> but it, but it, i don't know if you saw this other piece of news this week that the Australian regulators for uh, airlines are looking to allow pets on <laughs> on planes. Like
1: they do in Europe.
0: It's like really they do it. in Europe. And just and buy a
1: seat and get on with it.
0: Yeah. Um, I would
1: totally do that.
0: And I mean, before you jump the fence, uh, it uh, the airlines have put a preliminary view that they're not going to allow it. Yeah. Because I don't know. Well, I don't know. they
1: prefer a seat for a human. What's the difference?
0: Well, I mean, part of me thought I want if like if we're doing social distancing on the plane, whether you can kind of like bring your dog. Well, bring your cat. we can't be, if there's a seat in between us, well, I mean, you still sell a seat if it's a dog or a cat, but, um, I looked at like, sometimes I like looking at the comments Mm. on on things Mm. that that I know are going to be divisive.
1: Oh yes. I Um, can imagine this one.
0: And yeah, it was just pandemonium (laughs) in the, in the comment section. (laughs) Like, like people, I think people thought it was going to become like a legitimate barn. What? Like or like what what I imagine Noah's Ark must have been like? Like
1: dogs constantly barking, cats constantly. What about children? Children on a plane are incredibly disruptive. That's true. And they don't. And everyone can't tell that kid to shut up because it's it's some somehow you know inappropriate to tell somebody's mum that mm. the kid is fucking annoying everyone. Excuse my language, people. But
0: I mean, I personally don't have any issue with it because I mean I've actually seen what it's like in America and stuff, and it's just not an issue. No, because pe- people. People who have pets or children, for that matter, know if their pets are going to have an issue with the travel. The travel, and they don't want to be that person on the plane. But
1: <clears throat> also most people who can afford a plane ticket normally have quite well-behaved pets. Yeah, because it's
0: because it's they've been really dragged expensive. around
1: and other things, you yeah. know, like in these you know Gucci bags and stuff like that. Um,
0: but one thing that I did sort of think, and, and this happens a lot with issues, mm. is I call it the, um, the house fire. Theory, which is, if your house is on fire, Mm. you you don't also start a fire, (laughs) right? Because a lot of people, you can imagine in the comments, a lot of people say, "Well, what about kids? What about kids? They're noisy." But we already have to deal with that issue, and and
1: why start another
0: one? Why start another one while we're doing it? It, Because it happens. It happens with all sorts of issues when you know people are saying, "Oh, well, you know, this is already harmful." You know, when we allow that, but
1: I see what you mean. But I've I've lived in Europe, as you Mm. know, and I've travelled a lot, as you also know. And I've been on a lot of planes where there are kids screaming, Mm. but I've never heard a cat or a bark.
0: That's true. I mean, that's why I personally have an issue, because, I mean, all the issues people have said about it. I've seen that it doesn't manifest.
1: No, either. it doesn't Doesn't exist. I've never heard a dog barking
0: on a mm. plane. I mean, one of the ones I did see was an interesting point was what if you have allergies? Okay. But they also give out nuts on board.
1: Well, Also, if you've got a pet, you carry the... Like I've got hair on me right now. I mean, you carry the hairs anyway. If you've got an allergy, it won't make any difference whether the dog is there or you're there.
0: Mm, because... <laughs>
1: Cause you're carrying basically the dog the allergen. Yeah. You're, you're carrying it all. I just yeah. don't know how that would make any difference.
0: <laughs> but one of the interesting things is that they didn't, uh, they didn't allow the, the pet to, well, they're not going to allow the pet to be like free. So they maybe a the crate training will have some benefits if you want to travel with eBay a lot.
1: Yeah, maybe. Cause they said
0: well, it'd have to be in a crate.
1: <clears throat> well, eBay sits in my backpack,
0: but, you mm. know, she,
1: she'll sit in my backpack for an hour without worrying about it. I can always pop her in the front yeah uh, and she'll just she'll just sit there and if she has a seat next to her i could pop her leave her in a backpack and pop her down mm. or she'll sit in a little like a little squarey thing um i could easily pop her in a bag
0: yeah i mean what they said is <clears> it <throat> had to be restrained and the media kind of took that as being crated I,
1: I, yeah because crating is some weird thing that everyone's doing now
0: i, I don't know i don't everyone's know drunk the restrained equals being in a crate personally because i think there are other ways of doing that but i get what they mean yeah like
1: yeah like there's little gucci handbags that's essentially a crate right i mean it's it,
0: it, where, where do you some sort of travel line?
1: travel space
0: um but yeah i i just i wonder though whether they should do it with but indicate which seats are a friendly. seats. yeah Purely yeah. because if you have an allergy, you can just choose not to sit. There.
1: Well, I don't understand this allergy thing because somehow being on a plane, when there's someone with COVID on the plane, that doesn't spread the out throughout the entire plane in, in like a moment mm. because of the way the air conditioning works. Mm. Surely if you've got allergies.
0: But I think it's the same way mm-hmm. COVID works is, is, as long as you are not next to them, basically, mm. from what we've seen, because the aircon is so kind of mm. frequent. Um, as long as you're not like right next to them, but yeah. the problem is, what if you are allergic and you are right next to them?
1: But people have allergies for everything. If you, you can bring flowers on a plane. More people have got hay fever than anything else.
0: Just <laughs> bring flowers. On. Sorry. Who's bringing flowers? Oh my
1: god! Have you not been on one of these um, regional flights where people are bringing? When I, when I Paul and I went to Samoa <laughs> because it was Christmas, there was this thing where people got these giant wreaths.
0: Oh, ah, yeah, I know the ones.
1: Everybody had one, so the plane was covered with these. Like there was maybe fifty or sixty of them where, on the plane.
0: Where were they? Because it wouldn't really fit in the. No, they just head. had them
1: sitting on their laps and things. So, I
0: mean, a yeah, bit yeah. well truly really going uh, off.
1: I mean, if you don't have, if if you're not prohibiting that sort of behaviour, I just, I just, why one other thing? And you're right, the nuts thing or the,
0: the. Uh, but it does come back to that 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 fire issue. Yeah, it's, it it's, just, we already have those issues. You know, do, do we?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: You know, because a lot of people talk about it with like, oh well, you know, we, why don't we ban alcohol? Why don't we, you know, gambling's bad if you, so why not allow, you know recreational drugs, for example, but we already have problems with alcohol. We already know it's why would we create more problems?
1: Well, I'm going to be a devil's advocate Mm. here and say it's a little bit like that. If it's never a good time, it's never a bad time. Um, Maybe. I don't, I don't necessarily agree that alcohol should be as readily available. Um, or you know, cigarettes should be as readily available. Mm. It's just, they were able to tax those and therefore
0: it's a historic thing,
1: but yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's the, the thing, the, uh, the saying for, for today's episode which is what was it again
1: never a good time it's never a bad time
0: there you go all right well that's probably us for the for the week
1: uh, yes but we'll
0: see you next time on the on the law cast thank you very much everyone. everyone see you later